0: This week, we have the privilege of a guest speaker, none other than my good friend, Emmy Fabian. Emmy, welcome to the Relationship by the Book podcast. Michael,
1: in case you've your users, your <laughs> your <laughs> listeners haven't heard, I am the one and only.
0: <laughs> the one and only. The Emmy. He, he's like in the award. I made the awards.
1: Uh, Michael, thank you for having me. This is, uh, you know, going to be very, very uh, interesting to go on this journey to chat with you today. We chat
0: every day. We do chat most days. It's pretty awesome.
1: We chat almost every day.
0: I love that. You are my accountability partner.
1: Yeah, and um, I think there's there's a lot to uh, there's a lot that we can talk about.
0: Yeah, so I wanted to start it with something fun. I thought we could do a little competition.
1: I like fun stuff.
0: You got to do a dad joke, <laughs> and if I laugh, you get a point. Oh
1: gosh, um, and then I'll hit
0: you back. I just heard a recent one.
1: Um, when I was younger, my mom told me that I had terrible sense of direction so I packed up my stuff and went and write. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were already laughing. I couldn't I had even stop s- hear the joke and I was already laughing.
1: You know what? Here's another one that I heard. Um I told I told my chiropractor that um that chiropractic work doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't.
0: laughs> You can't even get to it yet I can't even... <laughs> You know why I'm laughing Now I stand corrected Because of where we s- sat the other night And you made me laugh I put it there in my head Oh, oh my man God. I lost it the other night Okay wait You're laughing well, I didn't even catch things. the chiropractic joke Please tell it again
1: <clears throat> So <laughs> That's
0: it why well, did I the... told my
1: chiropractor that his methods don't work? But now I stand corrected.
0: <laughs> now that's dumb. I shouldn't have. That laughed was, dumb. That. I that have laughed was that. dumb. I shouldn't have that laughed at that. Okay. Dumb. Why did the rabbit cross the road? Why? <laughs> it's so what? dumb. It's so dumb. To get to IHOP. <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay. So Emmy. How long um, have I known you? Gosh, too long. Too
1: uh, long. What was it? 2009? 2008? 2009? We celebrated...
0: 2008.
1: We celebrated 10finity a while ago.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to be at 20finity one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 2008 it had to be, because that's when I moved to Big Bear. Yep. And that's I right. met you shortly before that, but yeah. um, I've known you long enough to where I can... I can respect you in a respectable manner. Like, I, I know you're good, you're bad, you're ugly, and well, I still I still want to be around you. You still so. like to hang out with me. That's a good sign. I appreciate that. I'm pretty critical. There's few that... <laughs> yeah, I cut most people out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I have too many friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you think of the podcast so far?
1: You know what? It's been very... Um... I've adapted it as a part of my weekly like uh devotional kind of thing, you know, um, a lot of that stuff going through premarital counseling with Eric, um, like the conflict resolution one, you know, we discussed that. So it was a good, uh, refresher for me and we've applied it. Um, and there's, even the one that what the a couple of weeks ago, there was one about how to be there for somebody that's going through hard times, right? Uh, a lot of good stuff there um, because I've, I was one of those people that felt like, dude, like, I don't want to go to a funeral because like, what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. It's so awkward, you know? Uh, mainly because I tend to like to joke around
0: a lot. Yeah, you're a very positive person.
1: Yeah, so when I go into a funeral, it's like everyone's kind of somber, right? And I just feel awkward. And the great, the takeaway for me it, from that podcast was that it's, you know, don't make it about me. Because when I think like that, then I'm focused about, okay, like, what am I going to do? What do I, I got to say? When you don't necessarily need to say anything, you just have to be there for that person. So that was cool. I, that was a good takeaway. So I've enjoyed it, both Kaylee and I've been uh, been uh, listening to the relationships by the book by Eric and
0: Michael Sachs. I love that you mentioned Kaylee because you are a married man. I'm a married man. Officially. And for those who don't know you, just like I'm off what the season of <laughs> 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 it's, it's important that it be known. That he's <laughs> off the market. Uh, What, like, what season of life are you in? Who are you? Where is this conversation? Like, the person that you're sitting in that chair, who are they hearing?
1: To be clear, I'm not a pastor, so I apologize if anything were to come out, and I want to apologize in advance to my wife if anything comes out, but um, that is embarrassing to her. I apologize. She doesn't even know that I'm here. Surprise! What up, (laughs) Kaylee? Um... There, <laughs> I love it. But um, so where I'm at in my season, in the season of life, is that I am married to Katie. We've been married coming up on five years. We have a 15-month-old coming on 16 months, so a year and four months, for those of you that don't, are annoyed with counting months. Um, and she just started walking recently, so Same. really fun. Uh, Ava, she's, you know, she's a taller, she's a taller baby, which Kaylee's tall. Kaylee Kaylee and I are kind of six feet. She likes to think that she's taller than me, but we're the same height. (laughs) Let's just call a spade a spade. And, uh, (laughs) measuring tape out one of these days. (laughs) And so, so, uh, our daughter Ava, she is, you know, in the 92 percentile for height, which is, Great, but she's, you know, kind of late to the walking game. Yeah. Which we're totally fine with cuz I've intended observed for that to I happen. wanted that. I prayed for that. Um observing my siblings, you know, Ava's number 13 for my grandpa- grandchildren, right? And so I've observed 12 times that as soon as they start walking, it's like you can't relax anymore. Life is
0: relax with sacks, It just leaves. <laughs> yeah exactly you can relax I, with sacks though because yeah, it comes over to. here and you can relax right <laughs> i used to be we start <laughs> we, we pride ourselves on that around here
1: yeah i uh i try to relax with Sax as often as i can and ava now is in a place where she's like heck no i'm gonna get into this what are you gonna do about it <clears throat> but um it's a lot of fun i mean she's starting to talk and she she was babbling stuff off before she was even crawling like she's um she was trying to like form words and stuff like that from you know a a while now a while. i mean it's been a year um but it's been a lot of fun just to be in the season of life with her and watch even you know kaylee step up as a mom yeah it's been Pretty encouraging. She's and, a rad ra- mom. Yeah, she's a pretty rad mom. She talks a big game. Let me go full confession here. She talks a big game about being like, there's no way that's going to do this. Like, when she's older, oh, my gosh, she's not going to wear that. Oh, my gosh, she's already like ava has got it wrapped around her finger. And um, that's fine. She's a, you know, that's she's a, a wonderful thing. mom. That, that means she, she cares thing. about she's her feelings. There. She's there. We're going through trying to uh, get her to fall asleep again. We we want her to sleep really till like six thirty in the morning. Six thirty seven ish. I'm trying to push it because it's been like for a while. It's been and she's been sleeping till like five five thirty. And so, um, like letting her cry it out is, is the hardest thing for for Kaylee. Just let Ava cry it out, and I'm like, "Babe, just this is for our sanity. Like, we need that extra hour of sleep.
0: You need to have your sanity so that you can parent her the rest of the day. Exactly. But that is so hard. Listening to your child cry from the other side of the wall or whatever. Oh it's my stressful. gosh, so tough.
1: It is. It's rough, and I got to be the strong one to hold it all in. But it uh, it's tough. But you, you, you can know, cry I'm on too. the inside. I cry on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but we don't yeah, uh, so I'm also of Romanian descent. my dad uh you know migrated here um in the eighties. I was born here, but uh you know it was communism where he grew up, and that you know the men don't show emotions, so uh you know, he instilled those um values. Uh, not the best values. I think, uh, you know, it's good to show some emotion, but, um, still we joke around about it. I, you know, I, I rule with the iron fist and I don't show emotion and blah, blah, blah. You and
0: know. how many siblings do you have? Uh,
1: there are seven of us. Seven.
0: And where seven. are you in that range? I'm the
1: third. I'm where it should have got cut off.
0: <laughs> You're in the middle.
1: The high. I'm in the high middle, uh, yeah. The high middle. Yeah, the high let's, middle.
0: Let's call a spade a spade <laughs> like you said already. I'm in the Make high sure. middle, yeah. Okay, so no it should have stopped. one of seven, middle child. Your dad came f- over from Romania with your mom, right? Yeah,
1: they escaped communism.
0: And where did you grow up?
1: Uh, well, I was born here in wonderful Southern California, but I grew up in Seattle in Washington. A mm, little town called Linwood. And, um, and then, yeah, after, after high school, I, um, uh, you know, high school was rebellious years for me. And then I, after the senior year of high school, I decided I wanted to go to Bible college.
0: Whoa. So you're a man of faith. I'm a man of faith. Uh, yes. Surprise.
1: Surprise. <laughs> Just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made. So, have, so I, your I parents have... did their best to raise you up in a faith-based family, uh, situation but you found it on your own after high school
1: yeah i um i really my senior year of high school after um you know i've i had a bad uh experience with i grew up in you know kind of two worlds there was the romanian world and then there was the american world
0: what are the differences
1: just culturally um You know, there's a comedian out there who's Italian and a lot of his stuff is, you know, really translates over to how I grew up as far as like family dynamics, friend dynamics. Um, Also, like if you watched my big fat Greek wedding, there's a lot of similarities um, that way. So it's like I was, you know, I grew up in two worlds. Like I had my Romanian friends and I had my American friends. Well, you know, we would go to the Romanian church and the Romanian church at the time, you got you know, we'd... A lot of them had just came over from, you know, from Romania with that mentality of we just got out of communism and to be a Christian in communism is a bit, like it's a bad thing. You're persecuted, like actually persecuted, um, you know, thrown in jails and stuff like that. So and beat and stuff like that. So um, to be a Christian in Romania at the time is totally like a rebellious act it was a rebellious act. Like you they shaved their heads to like stand out, like, oh, those guys are Christians because you know they don't have like
0: you know the crew cuts or the
1: you know so the owning, stylish owning
0: your faith was, like a badge of honor is that what you mean
1: um it was it was
0: uh, or the opposite it was no
1: like, it wasn't a a... yeah, it wasn't a badge of honor because it was shunned upon yeah, right, okay, like sorry. you know it was it looked down like upon and and you're getting persecuted, so um, it was more like like. Uh, you're rebelling against the government by being a Christian uh, is is kind of uh, what the mentality was like, and so they came over here and 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 it was very much so like like works based. The church that I grew up in, like the Romanian church, was very works based, um, more so legalist, le- legalistic, uh, and it was all about like you know. How you portray yourself and you know that, and then the American church was like you know the opposite there's very uh charismatic, they were very um kind of you know grace love, God is love so um so
0: less discipline
1: less discipline so growing up with like these two you know kind of pulling forces at like you know
0: who at you mean like
1: yeah, um you know I go to. It was weird, like, even identity-wise, like, in high school, it's, like, so crucial for a young person to, like, figure out who they were. Like, you know, like, at, at hanging out at, at school, I'm the Romanian kid. Um, you know, at the time, when people were like, uh, oh, where?" you know, they're like, oh, where are you from? Like, Romania. Oh, so you're from Rome. Like, nobody else. Were <laughs> <Roman>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, and then, like, I went to Romania. every Like, we would go every now and then. Uh, with my family during the summer, and then I was the American kid, so I'm like, well, what? You know, what am I? Who am I?" Okay. Um, and then, you know, then now having this, like, also wrestling with this with the church life, um, that that whole like balance of is it works? Is it love? Like, what is it? So uh, after, yeah, it was my senior year of high school, after I had totally rebelled against the church, so I had a negative experience with the Romanian church negative experience with the american church um and so that like basically like because i was going to also to an american church like the romanian church people knew and they're like oh you know and i was wearing a puka shell necklace this is the 90s <laughs> So wearing a puka shell necklace and spiky hair, with you gel could in. still pull it off. <laughs> it's coming back, uh, but that was like you know worldly for them, and they're like,
0: "Oh my gosh,
1: look, Emmy's like,
0: like judging you for wearing yeah,
1: yeah, like like wow. I'm worldly now, you know, like I you know I was in high school, you know, still the virgin kid, like never did drugs, never partied. I didn't really hang out with my high school like American friends outside of high school, you know. I wrestled in high school, and um, so I'd do that, and then I'd just go home. But right, so,
0: like after school and your weekends was kind of the Romanian world. Yeah, I was
1: hanging out with my either my neighbors or like with the Romanians. My parents were always cool with me hanging out with my Romanian friends, like going oh. over and like you know staying the night out at their house because they knew them, and you know it's like oh same cultures. We. But, like, if I were like, oh, mom, I want to go hang out with this, my friend from school, she's like, well, I don't know that person. No, you can't do, like, a sleepover.
0: So how did you end up at Bible college?
1: So um, it was my senior year of high school again. i just to come back to that. And we were, like, there's a guy that came into my life at the time that was kind of a mentor for me and was really posing a lot of these difficult questions, faith-based questions. And, um... Um... Kind of led me back to the Lord, and then I decided for myself, like, you know, I really, I don't, I didn't know what I wanted to do for work, you know, uh, in high school. So I was like, let me really spend some time and dive into my faith. Right, I grew up in the church, just went through this, you know, a couple years of rebellion and partying and stuff like that. So. Let me come back. I want to come back and really dive in for myself and find out who Jesus is. And that's, you know, then I came back to California.
0: So let me ask you a question. Do most of the people that go to Bible college go there intending to have a pastoral career of some kind or a church career? Uh, I think a
1: lot of those guys were. But, you know, there's a mixed bag. There's, there's you know, the ki- some of the kids in there that were just there because— uh, their parents were like, well, you know, this is the only college that I'll pay for. If you want to go to college, you know, you got to go to Bible college or Christian college.
0: What were your intentions? Just to explore your faith, or did you want a career? In, like, a No, main, main I was,
1: setting? yeah, just to explore my faith. Um, there were, yeah, there were people there that wanted to be pastors, and I was like, I, you know, I don't want to be a pastor. I never, I didn't want to. I eventually, you know, at the Romanian church, I was a, a worship leader for a while, but that was... Uh, and they wanted me to preach, and I tried preaching. For <laughs> but I was like, "No, that's not my calling, guys. Stop asking me to <laughs> preach." Um, but um, but yeah, that that's that was it. That was my intention. I just wanted to know. I I wanted to learn. The other thing was like you know that American church was like preaching love, but then I found out it's it's got kind of that prosperity gospel, prosperity gospel attached to it. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. You know, like, what is this prosperity gospel? And I got a buddy that, you know, eventually, like, came around. But he uh, used to tell me, he's like, you don't think that if Jesus came to the world today that he would be, you know, rolling in an Escalade with 22s on him? And I'm like, <laughs> after my year of, like, after being at Bible college, I was like, do you even know who Jesus was? Like, the guy didn't have a place to lay his head at night. Um, So it was good, like. I needed that. Yeah, I I needed to. I needed to do that to uh, really find out who Jesus is. Um, you know, for my own personal life. And who is Jesus? He's the Lord and Savior. He is. Yeah. Oh. oh. He is the Son
0: of God. I no, I meant and... more like, um, <laughs> who is Jesus to you? Like, if you were just going to put it yeah. in your own words, like layman's terms. Um. You know, we
1: had a a good question. You know epiphany about this the other night like jesus you know who's the son of god he was not only a great teacher great leader he's one of the most influential people in in the world because we still talk about him like many many years later but i like that we just you know we just recently discussed like when you think of god you know as a provider like jesus paid our debt like whatever debt we're talking about like provider like you, you know urinized you business like we yeah, need god to step up bills. we need god to provide for us yeah pay, to pay our bills and so in that context like jesus is was you know he paid the ultimate debt and we have freedom and salvation
0: that's so profound I um, I love that. I've been really like holding on to that conversation too. No. Yeah. <clears throat> the reason I ask you is this is the relationship by the book podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a relationship with God, and so I love that how you just described it. It's so simple. He's this person that paid your debt mm-hmm. and provides you with salvation, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that. Uh you know that's kind of the beginning of the gospel um and um you know i, I was just, i was listening to i I like to try to listen to some other sermons and i was listening to this tim keller uh message today on controversy you know i didn't finish it yet cuz uh you're mm-hmm. waving at me to come in and so i was like oh let me Go see what Michael Sachs is I was up to.
0: Pretending to flip you off, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest.
1: Uh, My ring say, finger, uh, yeah, but exactly, from
0: a distance. Uh,
1: but um, so you know that that's you know he he talks he's going into Galatians and it talks about you know he's saying that Galatians is for the the you know first time believer and then the non you know the one that's been a believer for a long time the one that. One like is you know drinking the milk. He's a baby. He's new to the the old guy like you, and then the old guy like me who wants some (laughs) juicy steak. (laughs) And you're you're uh, young,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, you may not be a baby, but you're young, right? It's it's the
1: baby face. That's what I have a hard time growing facial hair, and so that works to my advantage. (laughs) That's what it is. Um, But that, yeah. So so yeah, I was you know. in the faith for, for for a long time and, and the gospel is, is very simple. And I don't know where I was, where that, we're going with that. Uh, but um, I think what it ultimately comes down to, right, when I when you decide, you know, whether you want to follow Jesus or not, based off of, you know, being a new, let's say, like being a beginner kind of exploring your faith is answering or, or perceiving Jesus in one of two ways is, is Jesus, am I going to pers- do I pursue Jesus because, um, he loved me. And because of that love, like I'm going to continue, like I'm going to change my life for him. Or do I need to change my life first, which then would allow Jesus to love me. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of where I was going. And I'm, you know, firm believer that Jesus accepts us the way that we are now like he was saying to the guy that um the layman that was dropped in on the mattress uh through the ceiling by his friends he said um you know first he healed him and he said now and then now go sin no more so it was first it was the miracle the acceptance of uh, of him forgiveness of his sins and then the um what's the word, like the prov- provoking, the...
0: The transformation?
1: No, where he's like encouraging him to go, you know, go sin. no. I'm an ESL kid again, so, you know, second language was English, second language. But basically, he he's, tell- he's telling him, now go sin no more. He wasn't saying, stop sinning, then come back to me. Mm. He's saying, you know, um, your sins have been forgiven, now go sin no more. Mm. Um
0: so let me let me touch on that because you make an awesome. That's a perfect segue to get where I'm trying to go. I love with this. segues. you're so, <laughs> like riding them. <laughs> um, it's you know you you were just saying, do I change my life before I come to Christ, or do I change my life in response to coming to Christ? Right? And what what does it look like to change your life? I mean, such a big part of that is the relationships in your life, right? Changing your life means, you know, redeeming relationships that are broken it means turning from your ways which is going to improve the people's you know the the relationships in your life it really i think it for the most part comes down to living our lives out with other people involved yeah and
1: it's you know i i look at uh, marriage as a perfect picture of of how this transformation happens right um like you you have this person that loves you you love this person and so it's because of that love, it's it's more effortless to do things uh that please that person than because you know, you and I don't go out and like, oh, how can I, you know, how can I tick off Crystal or Kaylee today? Like we don't seek ways to anger our wives. Um there was this one, okay, here's, uh, which reminds me of something that I, I think Tim Keller once mentioned. He said, how do you love, on the topic of love, he asked the question, how do you love someone? And he says, you find out what pleases them and you do it. God loves the Ten Commandments. Jesus lays that out in the Sermon on the Mount. But he also tells us that we won't be able to do them all. The law of God is... The deline- delineation of God's nature, it's not just busy work. we're mere we're merely made in to, in God's image. So take the concept of, of that like in in your question. Like if I give my life to you know, when I give my life to the Lord or is is like you know, when I vow to my wife, like I want to pursue you, and I know that like, be, because I know you want to pursue me and not necessarily because I know you want to pursue me, but I want to pursue you and I want to pursue this relationship. And I know that you want to pursue me and you want to pursue this relationship. I know that Jesus wants to pursue me. He proved it on the cross. And in my response to him, um, I want to pursue him and do things that, that please him. Same th- same way that I look at my wife. Like I, w- I want to find out what makes her happy right? Mm-hmm. I want to find out what things uh, trigger that love, like to make her feel loved. And and once I find those out, like I want to do those things, I want to work at doing those things. So the byproduct of me doing that is transformative, right? Mm-hmm. It does change who I am, but in a good way, yeah. like in a positive way. So, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. What does it look like for you to do things that you know God loves? Like, wh- what does that mean? So, like, that might be a really foreign thing to some people.
1: Yeah, it could, I guess it could be. Um, for starters, like, you know, we still have the Ten Commandments. Now, we, you know, I, I, I think that the New Testament, you know, squashed the laws of Moses. Like, we can go out and eat a burger with cheese on it, you know, we don't have to follow, like, all, the whole laws of, of Moses. But, you know, the Ten Commandments is a good starting point, you know, love your God, don't have other idols, don't cheat, don't steal, uh, don't murder, don't slander, you know,
0: all these different so, but things. How, what is it look, how do you love your God? Like, uh, like, a really, like, tangible way, like, I mean, you could say you're doing it right now just by showing up here, right? Is that a way?
1: Yeah, you know, um, how do you love God? Loving others, right? So uh, serving others. Like, what does that look like? Everyone's got, you know, the kind of different ways of serving people, um, uh, serving others, like whether you serve in a church or whether you serve at like a shelter, you know, whether you serve at a church by being a janitor or you're serving in a church by being the lead pastor, like you are serving God. Right. And ultimately, um, that's, You're sacrificing yourself, your time, to to pour into others.
0: That's a great way to put it. I love that. That's so good. Thank you. You Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mic drop. (laughs) Wait, we haven't used this one yet. Okay, now for the next part um okay wait so you went to bible college you got out of bible college i did, I did. How, how did you end up here oh goodness it's been a journey it's been I mean, a journey you found kaylee along the way you found me along the way thank you yeah i still regret the day
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you know um I spent some time in Chicago after Bible college. I was in a relationship there that took me out there. It didn't work out. I was exhausted by it. Ended up deciding that I wanted to go back to school and get my degree. And then I came, I was like, I went back to Seattle for a little bit to be with my parents. And then it kind of dawned on me if I'm going to be a broke college kid, I might as well be a broke college kid on the beach in Southern California. And when I got here, you know, uh, a couple of years later than, than we'd met, uh, I'd moved in. But when I got here, I moved in with you know our but my buddies from Bible College who were also coming back, and um, just decided I was gonna stay. I didn't want to leave. I love it down here. I Play volleyball. What's not to love about it? Besides the political stuff which we won't get into but (laughs) who doesn't want to be in southern california besides my brother johnny who is swears by phoenix arizona but
0: uh, it's always summer in aliso (laughs) that's my new (laughs) life bomb um
1: but uh yeah that's you know that's what that's what got me here and then what kept me here is the community my friends um i have family i have two of my sisters live here Mm -hmm. and um
0: why stay or why leave? You know, it's good. It's a good place. You feel you don't feel called to leave, that's for sure. As if you did, you would not
1: yet. And I brought it up to Kaylee, and she's like, We don't talk about that. We're not leaving <laughs>
0: California. She doesn't feel called to leave. No, you both have to. That's a, have hard to one for a lot of people. I mean, that has been a trend we've been seeing for what? I mean, the last five years, more than ever, we see people leaving California. And a lot like of friends. Perfect leave. climate, and I, I do think it has a lot to do with the politics. It's also mm-hmm. very expensive here.
1: Yeah. Um, also, the you know how it affects the, the implications on family, right? How it's how the politics and stuff like that influence your kids.
0: Yeah. Or what if you know your your parents leave, and then your sister leaves, and you're the only one here? You know, you're like, mm-hmm. I guess we should go too. You know? Yeah. You start having kids, there's no support. Right? Yeah, oh, the support is so key. Yeah. So key.
1: What uh, What about you, I don't know, like what? what, you're never going to leave California. You're kind of born and raised here. You have family, That's... you have Eric and in-laws, and your sister's here, so.
0: If I go, we all go. <laughs> <laughs> It's a tough one. I love the climate here, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't like rain. I could totally do snow, but I don't like rain. So Washington's out. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the, even more than like climate and you know, the f- affordability. Um, I'm I am kept here primarily because my family's here. Yeah,
1: your relationships are here. <clears throat> Communities here. So. That's one of the biggest things that are, is keeping us here. Like, you know, Kaylee finally feels like she's got a, a community that, uh, especially a girl, like girlfriends, that she's always wanted. You know, she grew up in San Diego and didn't really have that in San Diego. I guess there was probably a couple of mean girls in her uh, in her school at the time. And so, she, you know, hanging out with Crystal and the different – uh Couples in our, in our couples Bible study and even the moms that she's met around our neighborhood, she's, she's really enjoyed that. So I would hate to be the guy to pull her out of that.
0: That's interesting because, okay, you make a, you bring up a really cool topic that's hard. I think a lot of people deal with this, but the relationships in our lives are so valuable that we're willing to work that much harder to stay here and make it work because first of all you have to pay your mortgage your rent whatever the cost of living the cost of gasoline Mm. and then uh on top of that if you disagree with the politics in the area you got to find your loopholes and workarounds to do life the way you want to and but you're still here because the relationships are so valuable
1: yeah they it really they they make it hard for you to stay here. You know, there's a lot of obstacles that you have to uh, jump through to just to stay in, the, in in California. I mean, when you're talking about affordability, you know, there was you know I've talked about this. Uh, there was a poll done years ago on on what was it uh, average salaries to average house oh yeah the prices multiple. yeah the multiple so on, on a national average at the time um, a house value a house price was four times your average salary well in Orange County alone that jumps to thirteen times.
0: It's probably higher than that now.
1: Probably higher than that now. Yeah. Cause value's gotten shot up so much. There's
0: your affordability <laughs> ratio right there. It's yeah far out of In line, excuse me, my my tummy (laughs) tummy growled, mad at you. (laughs) But like all that to
1: say is like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really curious to see um, what happens over the next year or two, because we've had friends that have gone to these different states that are, you know, more affordable, but like, you don't really, you don't really know that many people. So how, you know, I'm curious to see with a lot of these people that have left, you know, how they adapt to these other know states and stuff like that and if they're gonna come you know if they come back but yeah i don't know we'll see time will tell yeah but I, i i do think that there is um i think that one of the things that i learned in chicago too in my time out in chicago was that friendships are extremely valuable and i don't think that a lot of people really understand how important that is um until it's gone, you know, which reminds me, you remember, like, I didn't realize how many guys actually go on without having really close buddies that they can be open with and talk to till that you know G four yeah that that men's that retreat we to, yeah. yeah so you know Mikey and I went to a men's retreat where what was it it's God guns grub and. Guys, guys, God,
0: guys, guns and grub, yeah. yeah,
1: the four Gs, the four Gs, and um, the entire weekend, like we kept he- we kept hearing about these different guys and
0: technical difficulty.
1: There, I'm oh, sorry, did we get cut we must- off? We did get cut that off. It must be a sign. I've been talking too much. Yeah, you have for sure. Either that, or you've your stomach has been um, grumbling too much and eating up all the battery life on that <laughs> device. There. What were so, we saying? <clears throat> I was talking about the, the G four event G4. and how
0: how important a good friendship yeah. is.
1: So uh, there are these guys up there, and um, you know this event really to to kind of put the lay the context. This event's supposed to draw in like you know your manly men guys that like guns and barbecue and meat and you know bro out in the desert you know camp out camp out all rough it yeah yeah and so um it just i just kept and some of these guys are ex-military guys and they just kept talking about how important it is to have somebody in your life that you can you know whether it's vent to or talk about life with or walk through life with don't do it on your own you know eric says the isolated man is a dangerous man. Um, you know, there's also an old proverb that says, "Boredom is the devil's playground." So, um, I totally believe that you know, guys should have other guys that they sh- should feel you know close enough to, and to be able to just talk life through, like be open and vulnerable, accountability. You know, have have accountability to, and then. You know, the, so towards the end of this weekend, I'm the, the, the weekend, I'm sitting there in my seat, like, trying to think, like, you know, what is there that I need to share with somebody? Like, you know, you're a good buddy of mine. And we yeah, talk they were, they were all asking,
0: the like, is there something you need to confess?
1: Confess. Like, you know, don't bottle things in, you know, you know stuff like that. And I was like, trying, like, I was digging in. I was like, is there something that. Need to be sharing like I'm. You had uh, already told me everything, and I'm like, it like dawned on me like I already have buddies like you and and other buddies that I talk to regularly, and then I was like, does like guys don't have this? You know. Then it's more like I was kind of it was it was more of a shocker to me like other guys don't have this. Um. And so I felt blessed, like I truly, like honestly, I felt blessed at the moment, at that time, because and, and really appreciative of the of the guys in my life and the friendships that I have, like you and um, just uh, the guys from our Bible study group, and um, really it's a, appreciative. It's a of gift, that. yeah, because I didn't realize that there's you know a lot of people out there that don't have that.
0: Mm. I think um, something I could say about you is you invest in your friends. You do a really good job reaching out, asking them how they're doing, making a point to get together, show up when, you know, any life event is happening, whether it's, you know, good or bad and the investment pays off.
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting for that, but, uh,
0: um. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) as an investment professional, you might, that might,
1: no, what was it? It's the, what does Eric say? The. Cost benefit analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Bobby says the net effect. Oh, I love you know, that. The net effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like, for me, it's not, I don't know.
0: It, it doesn't feel like an investment. It doesn't, well, it doesn't, it's not hard work. Yeah. It's,
1: eff- it's comes it comes, it's pretty effortless. effortless. I like, you know, uh, it may be. Maybe it was life experiences that that brought me here and my experience in Chicago that was a, you know, uh, very growing, I don't know, growing, very, it forced me to grow up and it forced me to um, perceive, look at things differently. And I did, Uh, you know, I came back, you know, understanding who I was a little bit better and what was important uh so maybe that's probably what kind of uh fed into it there you know i was i had no family in chicago there's nobody there that i really knew you know after it didn't work out with that relationship i was pretty much trying to figure out you know all right who are my friends you know kind of thing so yeah it it would uh it would uh i know what it's like to feel like you're by yourself and and uh it sucks yeah, you know? so if I could be there for a buddy of mine, um, you know, you want to, yeah, I want to.
0: So I learned this from another podcast cause I want to wrap it up. Um, it's, it's just kind of a fun exercise. Yeah.
1: Is this the, what you're going to surprise me with or?
0: No, that was the dad that jokes. Was the dad jokes. Okay. Okay. This is, um, this is just kind of a fun thing, but it, I want you to finish this sentence it all comes down to sponge, <laughs> <laughs> so it all comes down to having fun then, huh? <laughs> now what does it all come down to? um net effect I love that. our friend Bobby Hillis oh, you don't need a name drop come on, on. He's he, a barney. he he he's a yeah. barney, <laughs> I like him. Yeah,
1: he's cool. Even he challenges. He's he's one of those friends that challenges you and, and poses good challenge, like poses some interesting questions about faith and stuff like that. That uh, uh, you know, normal people in the church probably wouldn't wouldn't pose, and it it's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, net effect is what it comes down to, right? Like the Great Commission. You know, Jesus said, "Go out and spread the gospel to the world," and Um, so what I look at is, okay, what are the gifts that God has given you and how can you apply those gifts to further God's kingdom? How do you apply those gifts to be an impact, uh, to those around you, those in need, those that are struggling, those that are, you know, how do you be there to rejoice with those that are rejoicing? It's not just like with people that are going through the hard times, but I think you guys covered this in the last week. Mm-hmm. How Eric can go to a funeral service and then a wedding service, so being able to just connect he's with an people, anomaly. He is an anomaly. I wonder what kind of cream he puts in his coffee.
0: <laughs> whatever he can find he as long as he's got cream for his coffee. Oh. so um I love that. It all comes down to the net effect and um what would you where would you like to see um or what I'm asking is about this podcast? What would you like to, as a listener, you know, where would you like to see this go? Is there anything you would hope to hear or learn about or get someone on here?
1: Yeah, I'm very curious to hear uh, how you guys tackle the subject of in-laws.
0: Oh, there you go. You've done a phenomenal (laughs) job. Yeah, I've been on vacation with you you and your in-laws,
1: and they are good people. Well, I have pretty... Fun in-laws. I scored. Not only did I score with Kaylee, but she comes with some good package. Um, her family's pretty fun. Uh, but you know, one of the things that came up in in our premarital was I think that in-laws are like one of the top five reasons why couples end up splitting up. Mm. Um, but no, that was a joke. I uh, kind of not really. I am curious. <laughs> yeah. How you talk well, with your father in law about you know how other people struggle with in laws?
0: Yeah, that would, that's an interesting one for yeah. me. Maybe I'll have to bring someone in else to just so a non biased re- response. But yeah, we want the real we want the real thing. Every relationship has challenges for sure, and yeah. in laws are just one of those relationships that are intimately involved in your life yeah so that's a great subject to get into
1: I think that you guys are pretty much on the right track I mean uh there's so many different things about relationships that you can dive into and dissect and um Eric's got a plethora of subjects and topics through his own life experience that uh and in encounters with other people that you guys can talk about for sure but um no you're on the I think you're on the right track I'm curious to find out when Eric's ever going to say, yeah, today sucks. I'm not having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- hey, Eric, welcome. How are you doing today? Oh, Michael, I'm fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time. You know, uh, I'm one of those guys that, I, you know, you know my line. I've never had a bad day in my life, Yeah, right? I think Eric and I have that in common. There are a lot of challenging moments for me, but I, somehow... I, I honestly can say, like, I never really had a bad day in my life. The day my dad died, I went surfing. It's like...
1: Yeah. I, you know, that's something I admire about you. That that uh, somebody who, you know, I think people have kind of learned by listening to your podcast, like, you lost your mom at a young age. You were, like, four years old. And then you lost your dad when you were, like, 19, 20? 20, 21. 21. Like... For somebody like you to come out and say, I've never had a bad day in my life, it's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? You should probably have tough days. But it's the way that you perceive it, right? You have bad moments. But how do you... you I'm know, still breathing. How do you respond to those? Yeah. yeah. So you're still I think- barely breathing at night. <laughs> I, Michael, when he goes to bed, he, your wife is a saint, <laughs> Michael sounds like he's dying when he goes to bed. We were roommates and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> first time I'm I was dying like, a little. Do I need to come resuscitate this man? Um, but uh, no, I do. You know, I appreciate that about you. And uh, I think Eric is, that.
0: is similar to me in that way. We have that in I common. Think so I think Cause so. Cause he's yeah. had his challenges, probably yeah. some of the greater ones. So, um, we will let you guys go. You can reach out to us. It's relationshipbythebook@outlook.com or you can find us on social media. Just look up Relationship by the Book. Thanks for listening. Thanks
1: for having me, Michael. I appreciate this. And uh, let's go back to relaxing with the sacks, shall we? <laughs> Sounds
0: good.